how many deals a year are you closing? Working part time? Um, working part time, like about 20, 25. A year? Yeah. No. So like, yeah. So last year was my best year. Closed almost about 30. The year before I closed about 21, 22. And the year before about 25. While being a full-time employee yep. at Market. <laughs> Yeah, kid! Welcome, welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. We're out with the Cat P. We're in with the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. We're legit now. No. Semi, yeah. sem, <laughs> semi-legit. All right, obviously, if you have a house that smells like Cat P, I'm not going to discriminate against that, though. But I don't care. Old, new, falling down. You built it six months ago. I'm quick. I'm easy. Good, uh, you want to buy it? I'm a good time. You're a good time. You're a good time. <laughs> I want, I want, yeah, I'll give it to you. I want to buy, I want to buy it. Yeah, there you go. 516-777. Sold. Obviously, this podcast and every other podcast is sponsored by Cardinal Financial, but not just kind of Cardinal Financial. Sarah Zola from Cardinal Financial, who's my fucking boy. And I love him. I'll give him a shout out because like six months ago, he was like here in the production department. And six months later, he is this month, I'm calling it out right now, going to be the top producing office in Cardinal. From Maine to Florida, tip to tip, coast to coast, he's going to be that guy. So congratulations, sir. You deserve it. You're working your ass off. All right. So we have, we have, we have the, 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 the poppy shampoo, <laughs> the, the, the Donna dance, the, um, you know, you're going to have to do a little. Am I, am I really? Yeah. A little something. You Got have it. to. Cause it's just, it's just, it's just. They just, asked me a question there. Who, who would I choose to play like my character if we did a movie okay and i told them only you because you have the skill set of dancing just like me i would have to no i'm not there I, <laughs> i've fallen off i've fallen off a little bit i gotta get like my i have to channel so you know i was dominican in the past life right? yes yes but in this life it's not coming through the same way so i need to kind of bring it back so i get a little more well i had a lot of practice it's all the house parties i had back in the day like my you know how spanish families are i mean bro they had house parties from like four in the afternoon to like the very next day that they were barbecuing and let's continue it was the whole weekend so typically what happens because i've been through to enough dominican baby showers to know <laughs> that the invite says six but nobody shows up until 11 oh, yeah. and they bring their like toddlers. So it's three in the morning. I'm on top of a Chinese food restaurant with bulletproof glass this thick in the middle of East New York, Brooklyn, <laughs> dancing bachata at two in the morning with a six month old laying oh, yeah. on the dance floor unconscious. Yep. yep. And let me tell you, that shit was a lot of fun. No, I, listen, I, I remember Growing what? up in the house parties and what's your, was, what's your nationality? What's your background? Ecuadorian, Puerto Rican. Meta, meta, y meta, right? Huh? Meta, meta. Yeah. 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 So, like, legitimately, those house parties, we had a designated room where there was like thirty jackets piled up, and there were carriages with babies sleeping there, like two or three of them, while the adults were dancing away. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much. You were pretty much sausing probably at the same time that you could walk. It's like, oh, he can walk, time yeah. to salsa. <laughs> but you got moves, man. I, I, try. I try. You do. You got moves. Like, I saw you post that video. I'm like, all right, that's it. And then I watched myself, it, and it it just, in my mind, I looked a lot better than I actually did <laughs> in the video. But you were fly. Well, listen, that, honestly, it was a happy dance. I just double-ended my biggest deal. So 
And I was just about to eat breakfast, and then that's when my wife started recording because <laughs> I was being silly. And yeah, I think that was my best video. April. So, Jose Padro. Yes. I said that good, right? Yeah. Oh, you did said that really I'm, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> my R is like, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm excited about it. I've been working Padre. on it. <laughs> so, I've, I feel like I've known you forever. Yes. We, I don't know. When did I exactly, meet you? When did I meet you? I don't know when exactly. When did our love how, affair begin? I don't know exactly how we met, uh, but we know each other uh, a really long time. I feel like through networking events yeah. that we just saw each other. And um, and it's just recent that we started talking a lot more to each other because you're always, you're, you're a celebrity, man. I Thanks, see you man. all over the place. News 12, but yeah, like everywhere, it, everywhere. It, it, it works, bro. It works. You got to get at it. I mean, listen, time times are tough in real estate for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. But, and we'll talk about the team, and I know you guys are doing a bunch of business, which is a great thing. For people that are doing the right thing, there is business. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Like, there's a lot of people that are leaving the industry. There's a lot of people that are crying to say there's no business out yeah. there. But yo, like, I'm getting 15 to 30 people through an open house every weekend. Yep. Providing it's like under 700 grand, right? Yeah. And houses are moving. Yep. So if you're doing the right, like, if you're a realtor just waiting for the phone to ring, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And that's, it's not easy. Uh, I think the perception for realtors, because a lot of people are still getting licensed and everything. The perception is that we make it look too easy especially with social media, we put on the contract, just sold on the contract. Yeah. So they think it's like, they don't know behind the scenes. That's nah, hard. The man. 20, 30, 40 offers that you're getting in your listing and we're trying to put everything all together. How um, how many years have you been a realtor? Um, this is my 12th year. Damn. You're like the silent assassin. Well, this is my 12th year and last year was my legit first full year because I quit my full-time job. What were you doing before? I was a store manager at Marshalls. And you were doing the real estate thing full-time? Yeah, I was working 60, 70 hours in my full-time job. And doing real estate? Yeah. How many deals a year were you closing, working part-time? Um, working part-time, like about 20, 25. A year? Yeah. No. So like, yeah, so last year was my best year. Um, closed almost about 30. The year before, I closed about 21, 22, and the year before, about 25. While being a full-time employee yeah. at Marshalls, mm -hmm. where did the deals come from? Um, referrals, all referrals. Wow. So like everything is, that's why like, I may not take a lot of videos. I may not um, put myself out there, but social media has generated a lot of the business for me. And basically like, let's say if I, if I close a deal with you and you're, you're my client sold either the house or bought a house, I usually tag them in the story. They mm -hmm. share it. Yeah. Their friends and family start following me and I follow up with a message saying, hey, thank you for following me. Obviously, you see I do real estate. If you have any questions or concerns about real estate, please. And most of the time, like I just closed a deal with one particular person. Okay. And I'm like, how did you find me? Like, oh, you sold somebody this house. And when you look at um, friends in common, they're really good friends and actually best friends with like seven or eight realtors. And they chose me that I'm a complete stranger. And why, did you ever ask them why that is? Um, cause I look really busy through social media. That's what they're so saying? I, yeah. Oh, you put something on the contract. You did this, you did that. So like, oh, that's the guy I gotta be with. Yeah. So how, what percentage of your business would you say would co come through social media? Um, I would say about more than 50%. Wow. Yeah. And, and think about it. When I was working full time, I was trying to see how can I generate more business without getting caught talking on the cell phone. So if I'm a store manager, my, I had like 80, 90 employees. 
for assistant managers. And I'm like, I can't be caught on the sales floor, on the cell phone. So I'd be like, oh, just message or through text and everything. So what made you ultimately leave that? Because it sounds like that was a pretty good gig. Like, Well, they pay really well. <laughs> uh, they pay extremely well, health benefits. My bonuses was really good. And I just told myself if I can double my salary of what I was making, doing real I'll, estate, I'll, I'll, leave. I'll leave. But I didn't leave because Susie told me to quit two years prior. And my mentor, my friend, my boss at the time, he told me um, he knew I was doing real estate. So he let me get away with a lot of stuff. And realistically, I had it good. And then I just got really like comfortable because I was tripling my salary and plus yeah. whatever. And then, but I feel like now what if I accomplished with the team and everything, it definitely delayed me. But my wife was pushing me to quit a while ago. See, that's the cool thing. And we'll touch on her for, for a moment. I, I love her. Yeah. Right. Like she is the best. She's like always happy. Yeah. Always smiling. She's in real estate, right? She's in mortgages. She's a loan officer. Yeah. And she's like a huge support to you, helping you put the team together. Like yeah. you guys are partners in every respect, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big believer in that. I, I feel like for, and, I, and, and as much as I'm a team leader and I speak to my guys and my team, I'm like, uh, your significant other can make or break you in this business. Bro, I hear video like I hear videos and things from like very successful people all the time. They're like, yo, if you're a man, the number one thing that determines how successful yep. you're gonna be Absolutely. is who you marry. And real yeah. If yeah, take notes. If not, stay single, you'll have more money. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but realistically, I, I always say like she is the reason of what um she is the reason why I'm so successful right now yeah no absolutely and it's beautiful to see man because it's it's yeah. it's nice because listen people that work in this business like we're hard to date oh yeah absolutely and we she don't get normal yeah. lives nope. and she gets it and and one of the things that uh and we are both in the industry so we get it we're always on our phones we're all about customer service we're all about it's seven like, days a week yeah seven days a week it doesn't nights and weekends when the clients are available they're like um they're they're the ones that you need to be readily available because when your clients need to see a house they need to to go out there you need to be readily available and and sometimes people can't understand that what's your yeah now with with that like people that don't like that didn't come out of uh, like a family situation where a parent worked like crazy or they're not in the industry is uh it's hard for them to understand yeah they don't understand because it's not normal like it would be hard for like me or you to date a teacher. Yeah, absolutely not. Because if you think about it, they're going to school or they're teaching from seven to three and they want to spend their time with you at night and, yeah, and weekends. Off summers, off yeah. holidays. And just, and and there are no summers. There yeah, are no holidays. Exactly. It's, just, it's nuts all the time. So talk to me about the team, right? So you leave Marshalls, you freaking killing it. You doubled, tripled your salary. For all intents and purposes, you could have just done your own thing. Right? Yes, yes. So, I mean, the whole purpose of the team and why I wanted to do it is because, like, I love what I do, right? And I, I feel like with the team, it's going to allow you to be uh, a legit entrepreneur. Everybody, like, there's a, a whole fad right now. Everybody want to be self-employed, entrepreneur, but they, they truly don't get they what don't an get entrepreneur it, really is, right? Because essentially, if you're a single agent and you're working that business... Are you really an entrepreneur? You're no. just a basically an employee for your business. And you're you can't take vacations. 
you can't do whatever it is. So that's why I don't want to do this when I'm like 60, 70 years old. Yeah, no. Listen, for all intents and purposes, like you can have, like for me, I am an employee in my own business right now. My goal for this year is to get out of that, right? There you go. But for all intents and purposes, it doesn't matter how much money you make or don't make. If you are stuck in the minutiae of your business, yep. you are not an entrepreneur. You have a job. Yep, exactly. And that's what a lot of people like. And it's in every industry. I feel like people that get into restaurants, they they get into other businesses and they're there nights and weekends and open a close. So they're essentially uh, uh, an employee 24 hours in their own business. So you just need to basically set yourself up for success by training and coaching people so this way you can take a step back and you just watch it so you're 41 was this part of your like um oh my god i'm getting older moment you're like all right i'm turning 41 because you think because you before you're like bro i'm 41 <laughs> i cried all day i'm like Listen, bro 40s are amazing birthdays for me is not like very I don't like to celebrate. I told my team, don't even text me, call me that day. Really? I'm blocking everybody. Why? I just don't know. I just don't like birthdays to me. It's just like, oh, I'm getting older. I'm like, uh, bro, you're uh, getting better looking, wealthier. Like men don't really get old. We just get better. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. It's true. <laughs> Listen, I think 20s are the worst decade of your life. So you have a lot to look forward to, guys. Right? <laughs> You guys are on the tail end. 30s, life starts at 30. Okay. Right? And then like 40s are, the, are like your golden age, they say. Yeah. I think even 50s are good. Yeah, now I'm hearing that 40, 50s, um, it's when life begins, right? But I just honestly, I think what makes it worse is that I remember my kids just being born and now they're like 8, 14 years old. My daughter's going to start dating and I'm like, oh my God. I'm I can't even fathom. Oh my god, I'll kill somebody. So, so the inspiration behind the team was, hey, listen, I have all this experience in both management and real estate sales. I want to help a group of people, and I want to be able to set up a real business for myself that has somewhat passive income to yeah. it, right? Because obviously, you're you're cultivating agents, you're training agents, you're you know you're making them better every day. That was that's the dream, basically. Yeah. So basically, the 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 when when I figured out in regards to okay i want to i want to start building a team I, i'm like with my experience from retail and just knowing how to motivate and coach and teach everybody i'm like i'm okay with that so i'm like all right if i if i build a team of like let's say 10 20 like i was telling you before and i'm not looking to get rich over anybody i just want to make a, a little piece for training them and and teaching them so basically i I just calculated as if I can get 10,000 from each person and if I have 10, 20, 30 people, that's me legitimately stepping back without my business. And I and everybody said that my business is going to take a, a hit as I'm um, cultivating a team and mm -hmm. I haven't. I ha that hasn't happened yet, knock on wood. And you're very active with the team. Like uh, I, I see it. You guys are always doing a lot of team building stuff. You're doing workshops like we were talking at 3D Printed House the other mm -hmm. day. You were like, bro, whoever wants to do anything, like, we're down. Yep, we're Open down. houses, yep. we're down. Workshops, yep. we're down. So, like, you're getting in front of people, which is what they need. Yep. Which is a lot with what most agents don't do. So, like, I'm trying to create a culture of having fun while being the best. And at the same time, I'm always going to support them. 
So mm-hmm. like they need to, they, they realize they need to work hard. I don't ask their permission in regards to, but you're going to do an open house like we were talking about. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're going to do this. Oh, you want to do a home buying seminar? There you go. Like I have relationships to the point that I don't ask them. I'm like, you're going to do this. And now at the end of the day, obviously, if they have other commitments, but I'll explain to them the importance of doing those things. Do you get pushback? No, never. Never? Never. Now, is that just a, just, just because you pick the right people or a certain type of person? What, so let me ask you this. So the onboarding and- Yeah, what's the interview process or the, or the screening process? So my onboarding with, with my team is basically we sit down and it's not an interview. If I can talk to you like, just like this and mm-hmm. we, we connect, we can have a conversation and we can build that relationship, that's all I want. Everything else can be taught. Okay. And then after we have that conversation, and it's usually like one, uh, we meet like once or twice. And after, I'm like, all right, you're a perfect fit. And obviously personalities are all like we, you need to be approachable and a people person in this business. Yeah. So that's really important. And after the onboarding, we sit down and we go over what's their goals. And then once I find out what's their why, what's their goal, I always touch on that later on in the future. Like if there's obviously like they're not going to be as motivated from the beginning so that like till three months, six months, because it gets really discouraging with this business. So I, I always reiterate as far as their their goals, if they want to hit like 10 deals, 15 deals, 20 deals. I'm like, all right, now we're going to set up a game plan to get those deals and and realistically, I always use that for motivation for them. So what is the, I mean, and that's what you should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. So when I sit down and I like mentor people that I'm friends with, I'm just like, hey, listen, you have X amount of guys under you yep. or girls under you. You got to sit down at the beginning of the year and say, yo, how much money do you want to make this year? Yep. All right, cool. So like you got to break it down to ridiculous. How does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're like, hey, I want to make a hundred grand this year. Well, what do you have to do this month, this week, this quarter, this, you know, half yep. year, right? What does that look like? So. If that means you have to do a deal a month, well, how many people do you have to pre-qualify for? Or how many people do you have to like speak to on a daily basis or show houses to or whatever? How many open houses do you have to do? Yeah, yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So they get to the point where it's like, and I think that's what agents and LOs are missing because I they don't know like what to do every day. They don't know what to do every day. And we have a running joke in my uh, with my team. I'm like, if I don't, so we have a group thread and I, I say good morning every day. And if I don't hear from them, I'm like, oh, it's funny. You're you're closed for for business today, right? I haven't heard from you all day. What are you doing? What are you prospecting and this? Because I'm like, listen, it's like from the outside looking in, everybody thinks, oh, they're having fun. And like when you come to our meetings, I remember one one time I was having a meeting. You know Sean Waller? Yeah, of course. He was part of he was part of the meeting, and he's like, oh shit. He was like, because <laughs> I will call them out on their bullshit. They can't BS me. They can't tell me, hey, I'm working, I'm doing this, I don't have more time because I did it. I worked 60, 70 hours. I have kids, I have a family, and yeah, plus do. I don't know how you do that. So bro. it's like nobody can bullshit me that they didn't have time. Yeah. So that's why I'll call them out on it. And it's time management. I feel like a lot of it is all time management. Yeah, that's interesting. And plus, they got to they gotta make genuine connections. So like one of the things that we do onboarding, we write out the goals. Let's say if they want to do 10 deals. So I'm like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to set up 
appointments and meetings with like pick out a CPA, pick out an attorney, a divorce attorney, a multi-services group, this, that, and I'll give them a game plan. And then I'll either go with them or if they are confident enough to go to those meetings alone. And they're like, all right, how can we help our business grow together? And can, can you commit to me giving me at least one deal a year? And then by the end, by the time, and I, I expect them to do that within 30 to 90 days to have all those meetings. And then this way they have their whole year mapped out of how 10 deals are going to come to them. Will you fire somebody who's not following the plan? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is another thing that team leaders have a problem with is that I don't want it to be a social club. If you're not pulling your weight, I don't want you to come in there just hanging out and yeah, it's going to be fun, but at the same time you need to produce. But at the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, listen, it can't be like, you know, military all day, every day, but at the same time, like that's what it is. Like you're not, you don't come to work to have a good time. If you can have a good time at certain times during that, that's a bonus, but like you're there to make money. Yeah, exactly. Especially in that, because like those people, it's like you you keep what you kill. So if you're not closing deals, you're not eating. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of story. And that's what, and that's one of the conversations we have in, in, in our meetings is like, listen, um, as I'm growing and I'm very vocal, I'm going to grow. I'm going to continue to grow. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you and I'm going to put you in front of other people that are professionals in those fields, whatever it is you want to learn. But at the end of the day, it's like either jump on the train or get left behind because I'm going to keep on going. What do you think that, I mean, listen, there's a lot of teams out there. There are very few, in my opinion, good team leaders, right? What do you think that you do that other team leaders don't, which makes you stand out and makes the girls successful? And guys, excuse me. So basically, um, th- the difference between me and other team leaders, like one of the things before I started the team is like, why would anybody want to work with me? Why would they join my team? So I wanted to give things of value. Which is a very simple and honest thing to say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like certain people are like, I want to have it, because usually it's the other way around. Like, I want to have a team so I can make money. And then we have to think the flip side, like, why uh-huh. is anybody going to give oh, yeah, you money? Absolutely. Like, what what is it that you offer that makes you better than anybody else? Yep. So, so I was thinking, like, really, like, and I think that was my hesitation of leaving my job. Mm-hmm. And then, because I always knew I wanted to start a team. So it was something of value. Why would they pick me? And one of the most things, uh, one, of, one of the biggest things that is of value is, providing leads for for my team oh that's segues into something else so i just because i don't want to lose it yeah go I'll, for it. I'll lose it there's a lot that rattles yeah no no problem what do you think is the five like what do you think the five top things that agents really look for in a broker or team leader in in order in order yeah one being most important five being least important what do you think are the five most important things that an age that agents not what you think they should because I have my idea. No, so I've been going to a lot of like I've been interviewing a lot of people why yeah. they want to leave their brokerage. Yeah. So I'm gonna name that. Okay, that's they, awesome. They, so basically, that's that's basically the five things that they always mention when we're interviewing. What is it? Culture. Culture is like, number one. Yeah, culture is number one. They don't feel included in a lot of stuff. They feel okay. That it's not a fun environment. They they feel it's like, not a fun environment. Yeah. But that's why Signature is like, I'm trying to foster my team at the culture of what Signature has. Okay. Because from the outside looking in, they do a lot for the, for the community. They do a lot for the agents. 
um, it is a fun environment. Like me personally, when I left uh, my other brokerage, I, I won't name where it is, and, and went to Signature, it, it was one of those things that they 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 understand understood like the whole family and culture. Like they knew that my kids' first name, the CEOs, Kathy Viard and Peter Morris. Yeah. They knew my kids' names. They 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 closed off Adventureland for all the families and and do they? Agent, oh hell yeah! How once a year? Yeah, once a year. Shit. Bayville, they closed it down, and like my kids enjoy that. They they know it's coming. And we went to Bayville Screen Park and Kathy Viard was there and she knew my kid's name. Like that means something to me. Like when I left and it wasn't the commission, it wasn't that, it was, that was important to me. And then as I see their culture and how they, all these agents are so happy when you have happy people and, and I just always go back to when I was managing, I managed three stores. It was Massapequa, East Islip and Patchogue. If you foster and have a culture of happy employees, they're going to work their ass off for you. What's the second thing? Um, so culture is number split. Is split second? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All the time. Because I've asked agents and like I put it out on social media and split was either like five or didn't even come up. No, and I was shocked. No, like I, I've, like I've, I've met with a lot of people and. Yeah, and they it's a sense of entitlement. So, I put one deal and I want to get 100%, 90%. And that's our other conversation, how realtors are prima donnas. Um, so <laughs> I think it's in every industry. Like I, I, honestly, I owned a body shop, bro, and the painter was like the biggest prima donna every time. And it's like, bro, we're painting cars here for like 500 bucks. <laughs> what are we talking about? I just, uh, I so... So it was always culture. It was culture, um, split, split, um, marketing and branding for themselves. Okay. Um, leads. They were they weren't given any leads okay. or anything like that. And the last one was um, guidance, probably. Yeah, or just like what training? Yeah, training. So like, but then then I'd say this right. So a lot of agents are like. Oh, I want marketing, branding, and leads. Mm -hmm. But then like, what do you do with that stuff? Because I've seen firsthand agents that are linked with team leaders that have like volumes of Zillow leads coming in. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, I don't want to pick up the phone. So like here you have agents complain that they don't get leads, but then when they get served up leads, the um, they don't know how to convert them. It's not even converting. It's just sometimes they just... It's just sheer laziness to freaking oh, take yeah. advantage Absolutely. of it. So you could sit in front of your team and say, listen, all right, guys, this is how you're going to have to build a brand. You're going to go out there and you're going to network with professional people, mm -hmm. right? You're going to put on these conferences. You're going to go to uh, open houses. You're going to work them on the weekends and I'm going to set them up for you. Mm -hmm. You're going to um, post on social media X amount of times a day. Here's the plan. Here's the platform. Boom. But then who's doing it? Like, are they actually doing it? And so this is part of my onboarding as well. Cause I just met with somebody and she, uh, she went through already four different brokerage. And then, um, you know, I'm very like, like I call it for what it is. I'm like, you ever thought about it might be just you. <laughs> very true. And I'm like, you know, you can go to different brokerage and I'm like, and if you're going to depend and I always play devil's advocate from whatever team they're coming from mm -hmm. or any brokerage they're coming from. And I'm like, listen, if you think I'm gonna provide you enough leads to be a successful agent, I'm like, you're gonna die of hunger. 
Yeah. I'm like, that should be, and I always say this to my team. Like a bonus. Should, that, this is your play money. That's the money that you get. The least that I give you should be money that you get that you're just blowing it at, at a club or whatever it is. Don't depend on that money to make you successful or like having, it, it's just don't depend on any team leader to give you leads. You well, should provide your own set of leads, your own referrals, your own network. And I'll get you in front of everybody. Like I am like uh, blessed in, in regards to, I, I've cultivated enough relationships such as Sal Rosolo. Like we just started becoming really friendly and he's such a down to earth guy. And he's one of many lenders that do provide leads for me. And then I have cultivated relationships with these big banks that people are walking in and giving me pre-approvals, even giving me listing appointments. Yeah. Like, and those are the relationships that I do in like introduce to my team. Yeah. But it's like people don't want to put in the work. Well, so that's the thing. And I, I look at re like, I look at real estate as similar to the fitness industry in the sense that it's very fatty, right? So it's like, I'm out of shape. I'm doing this thing, you know, it's not working. I'm going to try this gym. I'm going to try Orange Theory. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. But that's like, to your point with the person that was at four different brokers, it's not them. It's you. Now, in fairness to the agents, because I don't want to shit on the agents, because the truth is they don't really have guidance, right? Mm -hmm. You get thrown the deep end of the pool, no freaking guidance. Yep. So what's like, what's the answer? So, I mean, and this is why. Well, actually, I want to go back for a second. When you said, maybe it's you, what did they say? She didn't have anything to say. Realistically, she go. She tried to blame everything else but herself. So I okay. told her, okay, let's let's analyze that, right? So when you wake up in a day, what what exactly do you do? And then I'm like, and you know what? I always you're like you a to, nice dick, and I love it. Oh no, no, and 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 I told her, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I'm like, it, with your permission, let me see your phone. So I'm like, I know you're always on social media. So we looked at how many hours she spent on social media on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and it was crazy. And then I'm like, I know why you're not producing any business. I'm like, you're busy watching everybody else and not focusing on you. And then I'm like, look, she, I think it was something ridiculous, like six, seven hours on social media. A day. A day. That's wild. And then I'm like, I know why you're not producing. I know why you did only one deal last year and then i'm like is this is your distraction you're not focused so you gotta call them out on it and honestly i didn't want that person in my team anyway did you take them on or no? no hell no okay so what was the reaction though after all that um i think she she had a wake-up call but i think she quit the business anyway and, and listen it's not it's for not everybody. for everybody and that's the, and that's what people don't get it's like you got to treat this at the end of the day is like a job realistically. Like if, if they're working for you, you have a certain expectation. I need you to be at work at nine in the morning and you're going to work till three o'clock with an hour break. Right. And you got to be product productive from nine to three. If everybody treated real estate just like that, all right, I'm going to do cold calls within the, the first hour. I'm going to do door knocking the second hour. If I'm going to do this and they, they plan it out. The problem is they don't write anything out. They don't plan anything out. They just wake up and they're like, they, the day dictates to them. hundred percent. But then I, I always go to the, cause I have like in the back of my mind and maybe I'll get there one day, but maybe I won't, don't, won't. I have a brokerage concept in my mind, right? 
And part of it looks like that. It's like, yo, when you walk into a brokerage, like, why don't why doesn't the brokerage have a plan mapped out for everybody? Yeah. Like, yo, this is what your day looks like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like, this is your plan. Follow the plan. We're gonna have meetings every month. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be in your ass, like, yo, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. What have you done? How are we making adjustments? How are we changing the plan? How are we getting you more business? And if you can't like, and if you can't, or if you won't, because it's not a can't thing, if you won't deliver, like that's it, you're out. And, and, that's, and that's good that you say that because that, that makes you a great leader. Because certain leaders, team leaders or brokerage, they don't care. Yeah. They're just worried about the number and they sink or swim. Yeah. More isn't better. No. That's what I've realized. Like more isn't necessarily better. Like we were talking before, sometimes it's better to just have like a smaller core group of people that are just killing it. Cause then you can also give them more time and more resources yeah. and more value. And really like to go back to your, your split conversation, uh, the, the split comment before, I'm sure like if that was number two, so culture's number one, I want to be happy in my work environment Two, it's split, but obviously there's people working for you. So if, you know, something's only expensive in the absence of value. Yeah. Right. So you could be paying a monster split to somebody, but you're getting so much value that you're making 10 times more money yeah, exactly. than if you were with a 90, 10 or just a, a you know, renting a desk type yeah. of thing. Oh, absolutely. And the relationship piece of it, right. And who you're putting them in front of, because listen, you can put in a, and I see it with certain people. It's like, you can put a room full of successful people and they're going to make great networks and great connections. And then there's other people that they, they misinterpret what a networking event is because some people go to networking events and they think it's, oh, let me just get drunk. Let me drink with my friends and nothing. And then they, it's just like complete debauchery and they miss yeah. the opportunity. Bro, those, those networking events are for me. Like <laughs> they're not for realtors. Like I listen, I'm happy that they all show up because listen, realtors are a lot of fun. Yeah. They party, they get whacked. It's a lot of fun, but. That shit is like, that's my networking event. Yeah. If you're a realtor, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, listen, you okay. could come and have fun, but that's not your networking. Yeah. Well, it, it is and it isn't. And um, because that, like, essentially, like, you are networking because you're meeting different brokerage, different realtors, right? And some of them, like, because of networking, I met... Uh, big heavy hitters and we put deals together and because of those networking you have events, relationships right? yeah so those relationships and you trust their team because obviously they're successful so if you have like 20 30 offers coming in in the table and all right he has credibility i trust him and then i tell hey listen he has credibility to your homeowner and like he's he has a whole team and they'll go smoothly that's where that networking comes. No, there's into value play. there. So I mean, but there's networking times that I see people and they're just there to get drunk and they're new agents and I'm like they're missing the whole point of this. And they're also not going to any other events. No, no, it's the same people over and over. And yeah, over. like it's cool if you want to come to the party, that's fine. But you should like I always tell you, I'm like you should be networking at least one event a week. Yeah. Period. End of story. And look, dude, like I, I built my entire business on that. That's what I did. I was at different events. Anytime it was a networking event, I was there. Yeah. If it was a breakfast, if it was a lunch, if it was a dinner, if it was a this, I sponsored like attorney and accountant events where I'd get up and talk. Oh, that's awesome. Whatever I would do. Yeah. And you know what? You get one deal. Like I met, I did that three years in a row. It was like the AAA something. It was like attorney and accountants networking, right? 
Oh, they had one in Farmingdale not too long ago. Oh yeah, the one that I did was uh, they had like a breakfast up on uh, up on the North Shore somewhere. So I went in there three years. I met one guy in the three years. That guy's giving me five deals. That's amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like amazing. it cost me yep. 750 bucks to sponsor the breakfast each time. So for $2,250, I've gotten five deals. That, and that's what you see. And that's what people don't get. Like there's one person that I met. And I remember this networking event. I didn't want to go because the, the brokerage was poaching me to join their group. And I just didn't want to go. And oh, Christina Sanchez, you know, Christina, mm -hmm. she dragged me. She goes, I don't want to go alone. Come on. Come on. So I'm like, all right, fine, we'll go. And I saw this one particular lady, like, uh, like in the corner, didn't want to speak to anybody. She ends up being the head person for LIHP. So uh, LIHP is the Long Island Housing Partnership. Partnership. And she was my biggest referral source. And then after she got recruited to Chase, so Chase, she opened a lot of there opportunities. You Thank you, Christina Sanchez. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I took her out already. <laughs> but at the end of the day, she she opened up a lot of doors for me, and she's the biggest referral based business for me and my team. She's introduced my team to other um, home lending advisors that give them leads, give them listings. So I'm like, because of that one relationship, and yeah. I just had one other. Uh, conversation with one of my team members and she barely networked so I would get on her and I was in a speaking uh, I was speaking at an event so she always comes out and support and she went there and my wife made the introduction because she knew this other lender and that lender um, already gave her two three pre-qualified people eight nine hundred thousand and she already got something on the contract in less than a month and that's what, and what people have to understand is like yo you can go to 10 events 10 and not meet anybody exactly but on the 11th one like i talked to agents of the open houses i'm like yo work the open house i'm like four open houses gets you a deal so if you work four open active open houses you're going to get like a buyer or a seller exactly right so the thing is how much business do you want to do if you work you have to get to four mm -hmm. or even you have to get to six right so if you work one a weekend or one every other week or one a month, it's going to take you forever to get the four to six. Exactly. If you work four open houses a weekend, two Saturday, two Sunday, you're doing a deal every week and a half. And that's not even, um, that's not even uh, counting for you door knocking your, your neighbors. Because sometimes your neighbors are the ones that uh, are like the nosy neighbor and they end up listing their house. So it's just the more interactions you have with people, the better off you are. But yeah. what people say is like, oh, I worked at open house and nothing happened. Yeah. Like, bro, talk to me after you work 150 <laughs> open houses. Like, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. And it's, I just had this conversation with somebody and she goes, oh, door knocking doesn't work. And I'm like, all right, how many times you did it last year? And I know, like, I already, before I asked the yeah, question, I, went I already know. And she goes, I, I, I door knocked. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it to you. 365, I'll give you some that you probably didn't do. I'll give you 12 for the year. And I'm like, the problem is it's not consistency. You can't do one like one once a month and expect results. No, hell no. I'm like, so. That's no, every day. I, and that's what it is. It's like, she got it at that point. So I got two final questions for you. One, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to start a team? And two, what advice would you give to a new agent just getting into the business? So the... An advice that I would give to uh, a team leader that's gonna build a team, and it's funny because I, a lot of people have been reaching out and they're like, "What are you doing?" The first advice I would say, 
make sure you have patience. If you don't have the patience, um, you don't like people because I'm I've been speaking to people that want to create a team and they they just don't like people. I mean, what and, they're basically saying when they want to create a team is like, I want to make more money and I want to feel like I'm doing less work. Yeah, no, and that's not it. If you don't have their true, if you don't have your team members' true intentions of be, them becoming successful and you don't have them first in mind, you shouldn't be a team leader. Right, real talk. And the second question, what was it again? Agents, new agents getting into the business. I'm gonna put you on Instagram right now, bro. So new. Then, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 hold this one so I can get this. Um, yeah, if you're a new agent, mm -hmm. so new agent getting into the business, what advice would you give them? New agents getting into the business, I would tell them find a mentor or join a team because that's gonna accelerate any problems or any hiccups you may have as far as the business, and it's definitely gonna lead you to success a lot quicker. What What do you think is the best and easiest way to find a real mentor? Um, definitely, I mean, interview several, several brokerage, brokerages and, um, or find somebody that you admire from social media. Social media is, I mean, it, it's easy access. You have everything in, in the tips of it your hand and basically see if you see somebody that you like, definitely reach out. I think my was phone. That bad? No, it was awesome, but my phone didn't work. So <laughs> fuck it. We'll clip it later. Jose Padro, yo, anybody who's looking to buy or sell or anybody who's looking to possibly join the best team on Long Island. Definitely the best looking on Long Island. <laughs> Soon to be, if not the best team on Long Island. How do they get in touch with you? How do they reach out? So if you want to reach out to me, please uh, reach out through social media, Facebook, Instagram, business as usual. You can call me, text me anytime, 516-815-6164. This is your boy, Jose Padro, AKA Salsa Picante. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Handsome, for having me in this podcast. Appreciate this it, brother. Thank you for coming down. Always a pleasure. Handsome home buyer, houses, old, new, stinky, not stinky. You know I wanna buy it, 516-777-SOLD. Don't forget my boy Salvador's all over Carved Little Financial. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, congrats. Number one. Yes, congrats. In sir. Cardinal, March 2023. That's a wrap.